The other day I was driving my car and I had a colleague from the industry and she's way younger. She was playing music from her uh, songs from her phone and I said, "Oh yeah, I heard the song on the radio this morning." I just said out without thinking. She's like, "You heard it this morning?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, she she I mean, she was she she's was flabbergasted." Like, 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 "How old are you?" Yeah, how do you not know these songs they're playing everywhere? I'm like, "The songs right these days are just like awful." I said this. I said th- I think, "Oh my god, I say the same thing." <laughs> I am so excited to have you here. I am genuinely so excited to have you here because I haven't seen you in in years. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. I mean, the last time we really really hung out was 2013, 14 maybe. Wow, so yeah. long time back. Yeah. Better times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the world has changed for you so much. Yep. It really has. Mm. Before we even go ahead, um welcome to Yet another episode of Off Air with K. On this episode, I am speaking with one of the people whom I I don't know weirdly like we haven't seen each other in ages but I consider very close to me especially for the fact that we I don't know somehow when I pick up the phone on her and, or chat with her I have just always enjoyed thoroughly speaking to her. And I think that's one of the biggest compliments I can give you honestly. <laughs> really because I talk for a living I talk to people for a living yeah. but not all of the time do you really enjoy it like you know sometimes you just have to speak to a certain person because client whatever things like that this is like no agenda this is just a very free flowing conversation ladies and gentlemen that is Shraddha Srinath <laughs> thank you I'm I'm not going to give you an introduction if people want to look you up in the Google you but yeah they, they, they would yeah. might they would, yeah they yeah. likely to look me up yeah so look look her up and you know I will, I will skip that part because that just kills off so much lovely time we can have discussing things yes so I want to start with a question and this is not to you this is whoever's listening to this mm-hmm. is what is the legacy that we are leaving behind so on that note there's a there's a lovely quotation that I came across where um, William James once said that the great use of life is to spend it for something that we will outlast you know if you even take this one by a developmental psychologist Eric Erickson I think you were a psychology student no you were a law, a law student, student law student mm. okay who s- said nearly 70 years ago I am what survives me mm. okay and weirdly when people think of you and they think a leg- uh, like a legacy that you might leave behind they will automatically think of your profession yes guess what i am we're not even talking about that today okay <laughs> it's, it's, i mean i'm sure people would have spoken to you about that more than enough Right? Yeah. Have you heard of Jane Goodall? No. Um okay so Jane Goodall is one of Ellen DeGeneres's idols. Oh, okay? Really? She's a very popular name in the households of those who um love wildlife, nature, conservation and the way she saw the world really changed the world. In fact, and there are other people like Stephen Hawking for example, right? One of the most brilliant men of all time. Um his contributions are just immense. He's another person who changed the way we look at the world. Then we have the second richest man in the world right now, Bill Gates. I don't know if you're a fan because there are people who are both sides of the fence. I've heard the extremists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've heard people who are on both sides of the fence. Yeah. So these are all people who have changed the world, but Bill Gates had said that, you know, his children will be given an unbelievable education, but he's always maintained that humility that, you know, it will be passed down to his children that humility that he has no matter what. On that note, I want to ask you what was your upbringing like if i mean i don't know if you had a dad like bill gates who just believed in 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 education what were your parents like what was your what was your upbringing like and i'm not even referring to professionally what they wanted to push you in i'm just right. what were they like my dad was all about discipline mm. and he's someone who grew up i mean he's 64 years old now and i think 
for the past 54 years or so at least he's been waking up at 5 am every day right um that's something he will he cannot and he will not change good uh, he has for him the the clock is his biggest like <laughs> you know he, you know when we plan to go somewhere as a family mm. if we have to be somewhere at 8 o'clock and he's always counting extra for bangalore traffic <laughs> he's like okay so 6:30 we have to like we have to exit the 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 door of our house 6:31 the door will be locked and 6:35 <laughs> the the vehicle will exit the main gate that's how precise he is and he always thought he said you have to value someone's time if you have if if you have planned to meet someone at you know at x time you and he's on time like so he has woken up on time got dressed on time he respects your time you you are obliged to respect his time as well so time was a very important thing in a house mm. being punctual was ex- was absolutely paramount i think i've met him very briefly like a high by type kind right, of thing right. but right post uh, shows yeah yeah post shows that yeah. we did together but but yeah i i think i would have loved cuz he sounds like me <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that <laughs> i've got a bit of the i've i've definitely have i mean we yeah. as a family we have got a lot of that in us me and my sister so dad's that's the disciplinarian mm. in the sense that you know, like most people would say like army men right uh, yeah army men uh, would always be like the strict ones the, the the guys with big mustaches smoking like pipes and with a rifle in yeah. their hand it's so ridiculous yeah that's uh, a complete opposite my my dad's the absolute opposite he's he's crazy he will wake us up and he'll smother us with kisses and so hugs sweet. and he you know he's he's a family guy but right. at the same time he's a disciplinarian my mom was the softer one mm. uh, she's the one who really she was our friend she she knew all our friends uh, names she knew what was happening in their lives and our lives so it's been a mix of that and and more than anything both our parents both i mean both mom and dad taught us never to waste resources i think this what, is one what kind of resources it could be food oh, it could like that. be okay. it could be uh, water it could be keeping the lights on for like a second extra very extreme actually at sometimes but sure. uh, yeah we were taught never we were taught to value everything around us and mm. to really appreciate what we have and what others do not mm. so that's the kind of upbringing what about your sister i mean was she like is she like um i don't know your support system almost at home or what were you that for her i think it was it's usually one way. one I mean, it's usually one yeah somewhere. it was both ways when 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 i was younger and my sister was a rebel uh <laughs> your sister was a rebel my sister was a i've rebel. heard completely differently i thought I always thought that you were the rebel in that and house. the first the first sibling will always be the rebel oh that way okay yeah because parents have all are always stricter with the first child mm. and so she when you know when when the whole boys phase came into her life i would mm. go sneak to my parents oh my god she's hanging out with those boys so all that has happened and then i went so horrible why would she do that and then when i grew up and she supported me when i was you know being my teenage self i realized that my god what a horrible what an absolute terrible person i was but yeah and so yeah it was it was very sort of both way but mm. both ways but yeah she's kind of my second mother so sweet. uh yeah even till today even now she has her own child sure. so i have taken the back seat but oh my god my sister i mean she was truly my second mother uh, what's the age gap between you guys 3 years so she's older obviously yeah, you said she's older, older so yeah so very protective and very very caring mm. that's the kind of family i grew up in yeah what did your parents ever want for you like like i'm not even saying professionally i'm saying most parents have this this like my 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 parents have always said that you know as long as our kids grow up and they're good human beings right. it's more than enough yeah. like they don't want us to be the richest this thing they don't want us to be the most famous they don't want sure. us to be professionally successful not like just good people that's yeah. that's all they wanted have your yeah. parents ever had that conversation with you where they've said anything yeah um 
My parents were never the never very pushy when it came to studies. Hmm. They wished that their kids were smart enough to handle like you know ac- academics and everything. But my mom specifically, I remember she had this chat with me and she said, as a as a as a woman, I want you to be financially independent and oh, that, not be. That's a nice thing to wish for you. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you don't have to depend on anyone else. Yeah, because she grew up. I mean, she grew up in a different generation sure. and a different family, sure. and with whatever means she had, she made a career of her own. And she hmm. always wished for her daughters to be financially, you know, sound. Just never depend on someone else. Never have to depend on a man. So these are the things my mom told me. My dad was yeah, like you said, bindas. just yeah, very bindas. Just uh, just do what do do well. Whatever you do, just do a good job of it. We had very similar parents. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. The way they kind of approached things, even for someone like your parents to adapt to what you are doing today. Hmm. Full props, no, to them. Yeah, I mean, they come from a different generation. Absolutely. Where I mean, how do they? Like sometimes when I I'm 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 sometimes harsh okay on on my folks when right. when they sort like try to get used to certain things that we do or right. things like that right. ideas of dating and things sure. like that but like for them to be so chill and yeah. my parents are like ultra chill okay yeah. and I'm sure yours are too right. like to come from that generation where your grandparents must have been like cuckoo in terms of just the, just the way that they I mean they didn't know better it's not like you know we're, we're looking down on it or whatever it's right. just a different time totally um, and for them to adapt to that and yeah. weird thing is my grandparents are also extremely cool now okay so that's that's a really big deal you didn't have did you have that I lost I mean I lost my grandparents early on so I, do, I kind of miss them and what they would have been during mm. my growing up years mm. but I think they would have been really nice people too but, but we didn't yes but uh, they were not the orthodox kinds in that oh yeah oh yeah, that's nice they, I, okay. yeah this is what my assumption is yeah uh, okay but, yeah having seen no but I'm saying even if you judge from the yardstick of your parents being yeah. ultra chill right so I think yeah they, like you're probably right For they sure. might have been cool yeah, people as well yeah it's a good well. way to measure that yeah. yeah reflecting on parents and and, and and grandparents what are typical things that you'd say that your parents believe in that you don't believe in or vice versa ah Right, like, because that 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 that's changed over time. Like, for example, um, I mean, no, I'm going to leave the examples to you because I don't want to prompt you on a detection. Right, right. Like your parents, maybe when they were growing up and they were your age, mm. um, believed in certain something that you may not believe in now. Right, it's funny. I mean, uh, I I can tell you my the things that I and my parents both believe in. Okay, I sure. Think it's, Let's uh, start with that. Yeah, the idea of uh, like caste and you know such differences I don't believe in them neither do my parents acknowledge mm. uh, such things uh, it could be the idea of a, a marriage or a relationship they too I mean when my they're okay with like, like live in just like chill I mean <laughs> <laughs> that's like big step dude if they're like, okay is, with that th- yeah I mean I it's not something I've spoken about okay and, fair enough uh, yeah and uh, I feel like my parents are the kinds who who have raised their children in a way that they they did they did their best raising them and they said you know after a certain age i cannot trust my opinion or my sure. authority because my kids are now adults right. so i can't tell them no you cannot do this there's no. usually that thing that comes up no if you stay in the same house as someone mm. they're like my house my rules so you follow right but right. you do you stay in the same house as your parents i do i do huh? so I how am, does that work out it's i mean i have all the freedom i uh, oh. i'm i mean what what are the in some other households that I've seen uh, you know their children or their daughters are supposed to come home at a certain yeah. time and not stay out too late and things like that there are no such restrictions I, I don't do you think they've got used to that 
over time or were they like in the beginning they were like oh listen Shraddha you got to come back at this time but right. then they've realized that it's really not possible with the things that you do right right and then have they become chill or like I think earlier they used to be a little worried because like back in college I would travel by bus and stuff and uh-huh. after a certain time like it gets dicey but after you know gaining my independence like whatever I've become an old myself um, and now they now they they they're worried you know yeah. they'll always be worried of their course. parents yeah. like my mom will still sleep on in the living room until i come home however late it might be just to just to see me coming home safe and sound but having said all that so they're, they're quite chill like they yeah they'll never be, they they can't now at this at this stage they can't say they can't stop their kids from doing certain yeah, things true, because true, true. we are like whatever however old we are i'm mm. not going to talk about no, my no, age no, 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 <laughs> i'm not even going in that direction but, <laughs> but i'm yeah. just saying that like you think you would be like that hypothetically let's say you had uh, kids Mm. So like I I have a niece and and she's as good as my kid. Mm. I love her beyond like words can say and right. I'm just I'm 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 also really paranoid and possessive and protective about her. Would I be the same? I think I now like having kind of stepped into the shoes of a parent because of my niece. Yeah. And to know what it feels like to care about a child. It feels like a really huge deal to see my parents being chill about me and you know just to sort of at some point let go and say okay this is your life you deal with it you make mistakes True. you you pick up from you know if you fall down you pick up and sort of move on in life I think I appreciate my parents and how how It's hard no because I'm sure when is. when you when you let's say hypothetically you have kids right how are you going to live up to such awesome parents man like I know Don't you ever feel, I get that thought a lot. Absolutely. I, I'm like my parents were so great as parents. Absolutely. I'm going to be like the worst. Yeah, I'm, like sometimes when in front of my niece we say things or we we you know out in some fit of anger we say something and then I step back and I say my mother or my father never said these things to us. And Oh, you consciously go back yeah, and tell yourself. Yeah, I I do, that. I do and I say, you know, I never my parents never used these words or mm. never never said this in front of us. Sure. And I don't know what kind of an impact like words and the kind of impact they can have on a child is unbelievable so yeah i i do i do i kind of keep comparing uh, me and my sister let's say we i mean i'm her aunt but i keep thinking you know like yeah, but you almost treat her like a like your own daughter like my own daughter yeah so um yeah for sure i mean i i feel like we have really big shoes to fill and yeah. just yeah i'm at that stage in life where um you know sometimes have you ever heard someone say you know you're so old fashioned you won't get it Right. you know or like the, these youngsters nowadays <laughs> are too hard to get you know what i mean right so i'm at that stage in life where i say both uh, uh, honestly right okay, oh. so <laughs> <laughs> funny so, right I, I, like when i say well i'm like you just won't get it but like i'm also shitting on the youngsters as well <laughs> so i'm like a weird stage like so uh, it's like one weird midlife crisis almost oh my god yeah <laughs> uh, where are you at i that? feel it the uh, other day i was right dri- i was driving my car and i had a fr- a, a, a colleague from the industry and she's way younger and she was listening to some some song and i i just remarked i said no she was playing music from her um, songs from her phone and i said oh yeah i heard the song on the radio this morning i just said out without thinking she's like you heard it this morning and i'm like yeah she's like oh she she i mean she was she she's was like you're, like, you're like, like how old are you yeah how do you not know these songs they're playing everywhere i'm like the 
songs right these days are just like awful I said this I said th- I think oh my god I say the same thing yeah. I'm like dude because I know the music you listen to right. which we used to listen to together in yes. fact yeah. and dude I'm sorry but our music kicked ass oh. 70s 80s 90s Tell me. the best oh like, god what is the trash today yeah. man and I feel very cut off I feel like I will yeah. not even make an effort to like find out same. what's happening same. I'm, I'm done yeah I yeah. and I'm happy living in that bubble people yeah, are like you're sure. old fashioned but yeah. bro you suck <laughs> Like my music, my playlist is the same, and like like very few, rarely I'd like find out a new song and huh. I download it. But it's just very. I am going to actually send you some of my personal playlists oh, after this, okay? Yeah, which I, I I'm sure you will like. Yeah. I have a playlist which one I'm hooked on right now, which I created myself very proudly. It's called Rock Block. Mm. <laughs> Did you get it? Okay, good, cool, you got it. <laughs> okay, speaking, I just want to quickly go back because you said that um, you know, you travel by um, you travel by bus. Yes. Um, yes. I think I would have definitely not known you when you travelled by bus, but I definitely knew you when um, you used to travel around on a Vespa. Yes, you're right. I, I just started working, and my, yeah. my Vespa was my gateway to freedom. Yeah, of course. And I and I I think I called you some years later. I think we were speaking on one of our birthdays, hmm. and uh, you were like, "I sold it," and I was like, oh, "How <laughs> could you?" Yeah, it's like it's like your old fashioned now. <laughs> How dare you? But so this whole generational gap, which we've kind of been hinting around till mm-hmm. now, you told me about that instance where you like you really felt like an auntie because you because that, that that music you didn't get. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this this whole generational gap. I mean, it's diff. I'm going to pull out like a textbook definition here, so that we just bring some context in. Okay. It's defined as a distinction in values, attitudes, mannerisms, behavioral traits, lifestyles, cultural differentiation. Most often seen between parents and kids, but you know, I think part of that definition has changed over the years. I mean, uh, we categorize kids who are five to ten years younger than us into another generation because you know of the simple reason that how fast the world is evolving, blah blah blah. But this whole upbringing that we've been speaking about and the way that your parents have kind of brought you up, you know, it's a phrase that you've definitely heard if you're in India which is is that how your parents brought you up <laughs> or must have been the upbringing that's why this person is like this do you feel equal response I mean equal responsibility in terms of like when when you were brought up to the woman that you are today do you feel equal responsibility lied in the fact or that you went to a certain school you had friends who were a certain way you had teachers who were a certain way do you owe a lot of that to that or would you give like the majority of your credit to the family and just say like no you know what in spite of all of that i came back to a grounded home and that's why um you know i turned out okay hmm. which where do you kind of sit in that entire equation majority of it does go to the family to the parents hmm. uh, also slightly i think like since i'm an army kid and i spent you know all my oh, formative years oh i just years. forgot you were an army kid yeah i remember yeah. sorry we've had this conversation right. about it yeah um yeah so and seeing the organization and like the kind of like you know the officers in front of me and all the the, the entire like the officers and the ors uh, i think just watching them and how they would go about and mm. how they would conduct themselves uh, just sort of also uh, i think influenced me so uh, definitely seeped into you yeah yeah for sure just i mean even at just let's say at a party it was absolutely mandatory to wish all the uncles and aunties that we saw eating huh. would be in a certain style uh, we were all about like manners and just yeah, yeah, being yeah. very prim and proper so yeah. i think a bit of that also uh, influenced me it's yeah. also sweet no that generation that you kind of um whereby like for example you were at a party for example like you were saying mm. if an auntie wanted something you'd get up and go and get it right. for them you know yeah. you, you, you something simple like a tissue or something like right. that you know i i don't see that a lot nowadays yeah i, I mean i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not being like a 
I, even though we might sound like it, where where I'm like, oh, this generation. You're no, being a no. generationalist. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking of how you would have been exposed to all of those things, mm. and how see now kids today have, and I know this is something that you like because when I asked you, you said you feel passionately about this, like the way kids are educated today and mm. the way you know upbringing is and things like that. Mm. A lot of kids are given that you know freedom of choice, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Like I think like when you were growing up, if you if you said something and your dad didn't like it, he would give you two whacks and tell you like just keep quiet. Mm. Um, yeah, would that have been the case? Not whacks, but. I was made to feel like bad about mm. you know you said this and you should not have said this to an older person. But right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. And where do you stand on that? Like, do you think um, kids today, where they've got freedom to do what, say whatever they want, mm. or as opposed to you know like the instance that you just referred to with your dad? Right. The kind of things our children, I mean, the children these days are watching nowadays, and mm. just the cool language and the slangs that you're that they're yeah. using. They don't. They don't like they. We grew. We learned all this at a very later stage. Very later stage. Very I, I remember, like for example, when did you get your first cell phone? What age do you remember? At the age of seventeen. Uh, yeah, for me, I think it was later than that. I right. think it was eleventh, eleventh grade. Yeah. You? Yeah, yeah, twelfth, twelfth standard, oh, yeah, okay. end of eleventh okay, class. Okay, same. But yeah, okay. same. And yeah, my niece already like she looks at my like smart watch and she's like, "When can you get me this watch? Like, oh, do, really? what is a good age for? Do you think that that I can get it?" And I said, "Oh, wait a minute." What do you What do you answer <coughs> when she asks you something like that? You don't answer. You, no, you you have to explain. To, I mean, I think the best way to deal with children is to talk like talk mm-hmm. to them like adults because I mean I think children these days also. They're also very understanding. It's like if you get them in the right mood yeah, or like yeah, in a yeah. good mood, yeah. they're very understanding. You have to tell them you don't need this. This is what it does to me. I have I have become this in my life, and I have, you know, made this much, and this is how I could afford it. I was not gifted this t- by my right, parents, right. so this is how I mean. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. I've never thought of it that way. Actually. Right. So yeah. you explain to them how you've worked hard and. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Nice. And and okay. how this is beneficial to me. How this helps me, and how it is of no use to. A, a child, yeah. And coming back to like freedom mm. of choice, mm. yeah, where where you know kids can say whatever they want, yeah. get away with it, yeah. So where are you in that? I feel like if we're walking such a tight rope, mm. uh, you know, with kids, just uh, you have to sit down and explain to them. First of all, I think uh, parental guidance is very important when it comes to wa- viewing, like viewer discretion. Like you need to you you need to personally be invested in what your child is watching on TV yeah. or on YouTube. Technology is like another game only for, oh for kids. Oh my god! Yeah. Like what, dude? Like, and how quickly they learn, and yeah. they they don't even need you anymore to handle yeah. gadgets and stuff. So yeah, you, I mean, I think there has to be some kind of personal involvement. Uh, uh, you know when it comes to what your child is watching and uh, but also yeah you need to like make them understand being rude is not cool or you yeah. know being, being being a keyboard warrior yeah or be, yeah or being saying cool things can be like whatever like it can be insulting or it can be humiliating whatever so sometimes like my 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 niece is now her saying shut up a lot or just like yeah, simply just, yeah sometimes she says shapat she <laughs> so say, she says this because she knows shut up is rude and shapat is like a twist to the word shut up so what is she saying the same thing but like, yeah she's saying the same thing but she but she's saying she's saying it cutely like you know i'm saying shapat so uh, how old is she by the way she's 7 seven. she's 7 seven. okay I, i told her i said you know what as a family we're chill i know that when you're telling me to shut up it just means like shush yeah. but if you go out and say the same thing it will be taken very wrongly you may yeah. hurt someone you may lose friends friends your friends parents may think oh my god what is I'm this I'm curious child? how she reacts to that when you tell her that She really I mean I th- I th- she and I have a really 
cool relationship. Very cool relationship, and I'm very You're proud. You're the cool aunt, no? I am. I am. I have wor- worked. I have worked you hard. I have worked hard to like build this relationship with how, my niece. How? How do you do it? Because I'm, 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 I know you travel a lot. Yeah. And I know you. You're rarely in Bangalore. It's a miracle that I've we're having this conversation right now. <laughs> Thanks the to the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. yeah, but um. I think whatever time I do get to spend with her, I. I think key is to really listen to a child. Yeah. Even if the child is just going on on some some tangent and talking about some random things, you really need to listen and have a conversation with them. Not yeah. just like your one year is your one year is there. You know, like oh really? Uh huh. Oh that's so cute. Oh my god. No no. You have to really listen. Oh my god. Now I'm trying to like dial back where I've done that to kids. Um, now that you're saying this. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. We all we we tend to do that because we're also lost. But I I realize that my time with my niece is so precious, and because I travel so much. So you make it happen. You make sure when you're back, like. You spend some yeah, time with her. Yeah, absolutely. There's no excuses. No, I've just traveled, or I'm tired, or I need me time. My time. When I spend time with her, she needs to know that I'm 100% available emotionally, mentally, so, everything. Right. So, um, I think she also senses that. She senses that when she talks to me, she's being listened to, and I think that's that's why I'm very close to my mother too. I think I realized today that my mom really listens. And that's why I find her so close to me. I I do not like having conversations with people where I feel like they're not really listening or sure. they're elsewhere. And when I have conversations with people who are really listen, um, I've like whatever I I really appreciate their time and their this thing. So yeah, I I I try to I because of my mom, I I'm now trying to do that. I was I, just going to say that. Yeah, you're trying to do that with your niece. I'm trying to do that with my niece, and yeah. I think it has. I wouldn't say it is work. Like it's not. Like yeah, but it's a, formula, it's a work but in it, progress. Yeah, it is like it. It does. It makes a, a child come to you and want to talk to you and tell you things. Mm. So yeah, I think that's beautiful. I'm going to go back to this because we didn't really cover it. This whole freedom of choice, whatever you right. want to say, right. whatever you like. Kids now are, you know, they say there's a, there are two schools of thought where mm. you give them chance to express themselves openly and stuff like that. Mm. And I know you kind of like this thing, but let's say you had a kid tomorrow, okay, and they had a um, this kid had a opinion about pick a relevant topic, anything. Um, Climate change. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sure, I'm just. Okay. I'm just picking. Okay. Yeah. And your your kid feels climate change does not exist. Right. You, on the other hand, feel no climate change definitely exists. Right. And so much so that they're <clears throat> they're aggressive when they talk about it. Because hmm. freedom of choice, freedom of speech. Sure. How do you tackle that? I Or th- would you tackle it? Uh, yes. I it, I I would. Uh, I would be shocked that my child is saying something like this <laughs> because she's my child and talking, having having like a like a quiet. Conversation about it is the way to go. Even even my parents, if we have dif- like differences in opinion, and I'm sure you do. Yes, about I don't know so many things. Like my, sometimes I feel like my dad is too like extreme when it comes to like time and like time to sleep, time to eat. Like for him, time is everything. So, so I'm like that too. <laughs> You're my dad. <laughs> many years younger. Oh that's my all. God, yeah. <laughs> So um yeah I mean we have a conversation or if or if it's about politics or something that you know that we have conversations but it's not the supreme court of india where a judgment has to be given or yeah. you know where like we talk about it and then we we eat, we eat we sleep and then we wake up the next day everything's fine we've never mm. really got you've had a scenario whereby you guys like argued so hard mm-hmm. that you're like I don't want to see your face and you're just like I'm going to bed <laughs> no like, no no I don't think we feel that passionately about anything that we have different opinions on That's like nice. something that's so close like no yeah. no absolutely not very nice I'm yeah. so happy to hear that because I know for a fact that that happens in some households right. so it's a little tricky but that whole upbringing thing has you know what's your like a going i'm also doing a lot of hypotheticals in this hmm. and people who might be listening to this might be thinking like oh does she have a kid already that we're talking about this like oh my the- god <laughs> <laughs> yeah the kid lives in thailand uh- <laughs> <laughs> 
okay okay it's horrible that's why few people get that okay on that note like um this whole spare the rod spoil the child no hmm how are you with regards to beating kids and i'm not saying domestically abusing them right okay i'm saying like one no uh, just one like you know when they are being little because i i i feel hmm. if my parents didn't beat me no i would have turned out very differently right and right. i'm not saying that, like they didn't abuse me but like I every time it. i needed a whack on the head right when sure. i said like i got one right you know what i mean i was the kid who was spared Oh, really? Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, yeah. because you're the younger I'm kid. I'm the younger no. one. Yeah. So my sister took all of it. Yeah. Uh, initially, and I remember, <laughs> I remember it's really mean. No. But I mean, but I remember like when my, my mom was once furious at me, and I remember she had a hanger, you know, had like a clothes hanger in her hand, uh. and and my dad was away, so like army man, so he was posted elsewhere, and and. we were in a station where only the wives and the children were there sure so uh, my mom was furious and you know she was sort of chasing me and i remember my sister came in we came in between and like you know put her, you know hands out and said no mama you can't hit her you can't hit her i still remember this so well Now, she you know, saved you yeah she saved my big time <laughs> So um yeah so I mean I was pe- I was I was I was really lucky I think second time over my parents realized that like you know being whatever you have to be a bit cool with kids you have to really Dude how your mom man she seems such a <laughs> like such a peaceful lady Dude when you're raising two kids by ah, yourself true. and your husband is away you you oh, that way. to uh-huh, lose uh-huh. it yeah of yeah. course of course of course yeah <laughs> So um yeah so like I said I was spared but uh, I mean I th- I feel like you can put your point across and and teach a child with just words i think mm. i mean the, I, okay so I because i don't secretly feel underneath you're like no i i'll try but if it doesn't work i'll give one shot so uh, here's the thing uh, i i don't have a kid and i i i i I see my sister raising a child all by I mean like whatever uh, raising a child from a distance. I spend good time with my with, with my niece but I'm not like responsible for her 24/7. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. So I don't go through the frustrations that she does. I don't go through the like like all the planning and everything mm-hmm. that you know that is revolves around raising a kid. Uh, I don't see. I don't. I don't have to face what they're facing. So obviously, right now, I, I can be judgmental and say, no, I would not do that to my kid. If she loses temper on her, like on her child, which she does, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, she absolutely does. I I don't get it, and I I dis- disapprove of it. Would I do the same thing? I mean, I mean, come on, like, tough, yeah, your your parents, you you do tend to lose it. So it's um, yeah, I. Like you said, I mean, abusing a kid is is totally <laughs> that's a different. No, we're not talking about we're that. We're not talking about we're that. We're not talking about that. I think as, but then again, I read somewhere and it said that you know, just because you've produced a child does not mean you have, you have every right over it. Like mm. you, you, you cannot like hit your child because you do not like what it's doing and because it came out of my body. I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise my hand. Where do you draw a line between like abuse and that's true. Um, yeah, you know, like a. Just whatever like a rap small, on the knuckle. Yeah. knuckle yeah i don't know and in, in an ideal world and if i if i had kids i would absolutely try and avoid um any and every form of and just yeah you but i understand that it happens i understand and i empathize with all the parents yeah that's a <laughs> so, disclaimer yeah. you wanted to add there yes do you <clears throat> on some level want to have kids one day yes you do yes you're very clear about it <laughs> so here's the answer actually i i want to have kids I'm not fussy about whether I want my own children, but oh. I would meaning to say that I would I'd be very happy and very satisfied with um, giving a, a a child a home, an mm. adopted child. Definitely, definitely. I feel like there's very few things 
that I'm very sure of mm. and I knew that I was born to become a mother to I also feel yeah I because th- from the beginning when I knew you and there was like a group of four of us including you who yeah. used to hang out yeah. Rahil and Ria I hope they're listening to this <laughs> you were definitely mama for us yeah like you used to like whatever when we were out right you, yeah. you would take care of us and like you know yeah. uh, hey have you eaten like yeah. just I mean I don't mean to sound, make you sound like one old mother no but, I, but. yeah I, f- I guess I felt it with you guys you were younger obviously mm-hmm. and here's why I feel like I feel the need to mother some people I was I was the younger one right so I was always taken care of Oh, right? right. I was always like everything was sort of given to me mm-hmm. and like everything was taken care of and blah blah blah. I feel like I missed out on taking like I care feel like I would me. like it feels nice to take care of people. Mm. Having seen what it feels like to be taken care of, yeah. I feel like I should also sort of spread that uh motherliness or whatever you may call it. But yeah, yeah I don't do it with everyone. Absolutely not. In fact, uh, sometimes I'm the least motherly of the group so it changes right yeah, the, yeah. the dynamics change with group from group to group yeah. so in some groups I'm the one who's like mothered Mother. and in some groups I, I I become the more like, like take care of and see if I usually when this side of people comes out when people are out drinking yeah you know what I mean I'm I'm the absolute opposite when I'm drinking I have you don't to be care. mothered oh you have to be I mothered I have to be mothered really <laughs> yeah yeah I always I would think that you would be like and I'm trying to recall if we ever drank together and and this happened but I can't yeah no I'm, I'm not sure but so you're, you're I mean, a mother right you're like, just a wreck when I'm a wreck at least I used to be in the past now I now guess. you must sober down now yeah, yeah because now it's what now like I have to maintain my image yeah, <laughs> is yes it? is it that uh, is that pressure I'm sure there is I mean it's just the I mean f- f- more than anything it's the calories mm. uh, that sucks it hates that you're like associating what's drinks. the least calorie drink it's that you gin and tonic yeah <laughs> Pat came the reply yeah it's gin and tonic Really? And even vodka is really low on calories. But tonic know. is like um, <clears throat> tonic is what? It's but it's, but it's got some level of cornstarch in it, no? It it's just uh, what's that solution, dude? Qu- quinine? No, never mind. Hydroxychloroquine? I mean, no, I just no, no. That's <laughs> 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 no, definitely not that. But uh, I love how your answer came. Talk like I asked you. Like, yeah. First thing you said. Please, yeah. I mean, when I realized that I could not compromise on, I mean, I had to drink. I was going to bring you some nice like pastries and all, like you know, because I just went <laughs> bread. And you're like, uh, you like no yuck. And I was like, why? I'm counting calories. Yeah. I'm, I thought that at least now you still work out. I do, and the problem is that past seven months has been very erratic. Mm. So you're trying to cut down on what you eat. And I'm starting work very soon. So I when are you starting work, by the way? Uh, end of twenty sec. 25th November hmm. so yeah so you're going to be travelling again yeah I'm off oh, I hope your niece is listening to this <laughs> so sweet okay um, okay so 25th November you're off again yes now on, let's move a little meta okay so I want to this whole we were talking <coughs> about upbringing and stuff like that but for society in general and also in the context of you know that th- these same kids that shape the adult section who you know eventually they become figures of authority and decision makers of tomorrow and things like that yep. what do you think we're doing now that we should be doing differently if we want to make a difference tomorrow sorry very deep no 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 but it's actually a really good I know question. I, I'm asking you this question because when I asked you what do you feel passionately about yeah. your answer was yeah children raising children right and making them like healthy adults for tomorrow like mentally really healthy who who whatever who can handle the stresses of tomorrow and and planet earth obviously i feel like i said this before also when you talk in front of children they're really listening at least like with the children that i've hung out with like you'll be 
talking casually you know about something and you think that uh, the child is not listening but some weeks later the child will repeat the same thing so what you say in front of children your opinions things you think about like the thing the it could be politics or it could be it could be education could be women's rights it could be anything well, if you say in front of your ch- child if you say let, let's say you're you're driving on a road and there's someone who's driving really badly or badly, whatever okay. and you overtake them and like, oh a woman of course she was driving badly so such remark like sexist remarks things like that you cannot say in front of your children i feel like from generation to generation like maybe like my my parents generation had their own beliefs me i have come to question those beliefs and i say how can you make remarks such as those how can you like yeah. how can you just like sort of marginalize and generalize one one caste one community things like that you know like let's say you're having conversation with like some uncles and aunties yeah. who have like a different like i don't argue with them by the way like when when right, i yeah, when you're i get right. mm, i, I and it's not because of, like i'm arrogant about it like when 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 conversation like that kind of comes mm. up with aunties and uncles i'm right. like why like why 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 do i have to enforce my opinion on them like true I, true but yeah and then again you like you want to make a point you want no you want to try and see where what is the root of their the root cause of their problem and what what makes them think so strongly about certain things but getting back to i feel like number one what we speak and and the the things we express in front of our children have to be absolutely monitored you have to you have you can't say like oh i can't speak freely in front of my own kid no you have you have to be very responsible once a child comes into your life you have to absolutely measure the kind of behavior that you show in front of your kid and the kind of things you speak i also feel i feel like if if when i was a kid okay here's another thing i i have this now because I, you know i was a lawyer and then i turned to acting and it's been 5 years it's going great i have very supportive parents i have this thought you know what if i had not and what if i had stuck to being a lawyer, lawyer yeah right um let's say what if my parents had said things like no you're absolutely not doing it it's so unsafe for women where is the future what will you be doing if you know and if any such thoughts had really affected me and i said oh, you know what maybe it's a very like fluffy idea maybe i should just stick to law so the the thought of what if and what if i not realize realize my potential really worries me worries me and when i see other people not realizing their whole potential let's say mothers mm. mothers of you know our mothers gen our parents generation imagine the the more like let's say the less educated and the ones who only spent their lives being uh, homemakers being homemakers and just taking care of the family and never really took time out um, to for their passions or uh, things that they loved but dude there are some people who might know some mothers <laughs> who love that like they They love being a homemaker. They love serving people. Sure. I I know people like that. Okay. okay. Yeah, maybe it's a part of them. They really love to host people. They love to take care of their family. But what if they were also socially conditioned to believe that this is your job and yeah. you're supposed to love it and if you don't you're a bad mother or you're oh, a bad wife. Oh, yes, you are so right. right. Yeah, absolutely. So there must be people like that. Yes. So maybe deep down they are frustrated. They're done. They've not had a single day for themselves yeah. and things like that. So what I'm saying is I I wish that every human being starting from this minute onwards every child grows up to realize their whole full potential and what they could do and never never later regret what if i had like my mom she doesn't know how to drive a car Oh yeah okay my dad tried my dad's a terrible teacher okay he's very short tempered so he also because <coughs> maybe he's regimental and you said that he's he's very fixed in his ways no so like if you have to put gear like oh, this yeah. oh yeah oh my god yeah. i remember once i was sitting in the rear seat <laughs> and i remember this whole gear talk happening right. and my mom she stopped the car she said i'm walking back home i'm not i'm not learning from you so this is how frustrated <laughs> she was. 
my dad was really bad. I mean, it's a it's a it's a miracle I I learned from him. But uh, yeah, so I mean, consider yourself a good driver. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. So my mom, I feel she till date she wishes that she could drive and she could be independent. Really? And she, yeah. Why she, did you take her for classes, man? Like, why, why didn't she like? Because sh- you said you had such a lovely connection with her. Yeah, I do. I really want to, and I sometimes think maybe I should just buy her one of those tiny electric electric cars. The and automatic ones. The automatic ones, and you know, like. But I feel there is some hesitation from her side, and I guess you know in our in our life too, you be at some point you like okay maybe mom she doesn't she doesn't want to learn, but yeah, yeah I I I all like very often I feel this regret of like, I wish I had learned when I was younger. Now I'm older. Now I have fear of being hit or be hitting someone and just like being like a mess on the road. Mm. So yeah, I I just wish like this never happens with anyone. It's like every human being, every child grows up and realizes their. Just, full potential yeah like discover every explore everything explore every possibility of what you can be is that coming from a place whereby because you were a law student and then you decided that <laughs> acting is my calling yeah is that coming from that place yes or? absolutely it absolutely is i I I shudder to think of no, but then you said you're thinking about this what if scenario if I continued with law. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been great. You would have done like whatever you needed to do or whatever. But I know for a fact that you'd still be doing like you'd be going for these auditions in the side. I would still be, yeah. But I would still I I mean I ne- I never felt any love for law. So that's the thing when you yeah you can be good at it like yeah. you can be a good mother or okay that's a very bad example. No, I think it is a good example. I'll tell you why. You're right because you can. Maybe taking care of someone comes mm. naturally to you. Sure. Right. Right. But and I'm saying this because I know a person whom I'm thinking of right now, hmm. which is Kasturi's mom. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where she's, where she's, she's serving is another thing at home for mm. her. She loves. She, I. She will make a six course meal because oh. it makes her happy when people. Uh, eat the eat food and and, and, and feel right. happy. Yes. Um. She will have the house in a certain way, or the blankets folded in a certain way, the chocolates kept here, so that if you want a chocolate, you can, you know, right. things like that, right? Yes. But this is a woman who, at the age of, I think she's fifty-five hmm. or something like that, hmm. who discovered that she has a passion for counseling. Oh, really? And now she's um, counseling people. Uh, she counsels clients from all over the world. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's, it's her work is remote. So while she's doing her house stuff, she's on the phone. Right. And she, and, but she's found a calling in that. So I don't think you're wrong in saying that you know mother is this thing. Right. Um, it's just that she found her calling like this, and she she loves it. But right. I would say being a mom is a full-time job, man. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. it deserves. Yeah, <laughs> double like you're salary sleeping and, and you're also yeah. It's full-time, like asleep or awake. It it requires yeah. your whole. Yeah. Before we go ahead, I I have to tell you that I've really enjoyed this. This has been so fun <laughs> like to hear what? your your what's in in between your ears about these things. Right. But I'm going to come back to the first question which I asked in the beginning, hmm. which I want to end with. <clears throat> What is the legacy that Shraddha Srinath wants to leave behind? And I'm not saying your professional no, acting. No, not, not my body of work. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Of course, it's my profession. I introduce myself to people as, "Hey, I'm Shraddha. I'm an actor," and I enjoy their expression. When <laughs> they, oh my god, like, yeah. really? Is that what you do all the time? Like, that's your job? <laughs> I love it. I, it's such a thrill every you time. You like seeing people's reactions? I do. Thing? I do. And they, they sort of, like, they do a double take. They're like, actor, and then like, yeah, have I seen any of your yeah, work? Yeah, and, and you know, it's so much fun. And then they sometimes they'll be guilty, like, oh my god, of course, or they'll be like, no, I don't watch those films, or like, yeah. of course, I watched that film. Oh my god, it. You don't feel bad either way. No, not at all. So, like, what I was going to say is, it's not like it's not all of me. I feel like it's one aspect of me being an actor, and I feel like there's so much 
more um, and yeah acting barely sort of touches the surface, surface yeah. but um, what is the the legacy that I want to leave behind <clears throat> I feel like the um, I was reading this book called Sapiens right I love, and I have, yeah I've heard so much I've not yeah you must uh, I mean I have not gotten to the end of it it's there a tough book jinx. it's a tough book to get to the it end it is of. it is very dude like because it's very cerebral right so you yeah. have to like there'll be times when you're moving back a couple of pages and, yes. and yeah I do it almost like there I've started the book like about four or five times I reach a certain point some like I said there's some jinx I've just not been able to get through till the end mm. but I was just thinking of how how we began you know uh, how sort of things were in the beginning let's say like the earth and how the man rose and he rose to a point where he became the he thought he became the sort of the master and top then of the food yeah chain. the top of the food chain everything else is below him and how like one thing snowballed into the other and just now we now we have everything we need as like a civilization as as a society every women fancy of a human being is is catered to at the expense of nature at the expense of uh, wildlife animals everything i want people to sort of stop and think of what we have like assess everything you have in life what you have achieved in life whatever whatever you're surrounded with so we are at this at this you know point in time where like governance politics minorities like there's there's chaos and as a country as a world some of us are fighting for the right thing some of us are keeping quiet some of us not brainwashed but some of us have like very very strong beliefs and i feel that we are this generation and the generations ahead of us at least the, this generation our generation could be the ones that make it or break it it could be so many things it could be it could be politics it could be choosing the right leader it could be trying to sort of salvage the whole climate uh, you know climate crisis uh by making you know like very informed very mindful decisions about the day to day things um so i feel like we have a lot of power we have a lot of responsibility sometimes the responsibility feels just so feels alarming when you i have i wake up some days and i you know just very recently i'd gone to sakleshpura i'd mm. gone for a vacation i had packed everything except for my toothbrush my bamboo toothbrush mm. and i went there I felt miserable. I even considered not brushing my teeth for the mm. next three days because I knew I will not get a bamboo toothbrush there. And I will have to buy a plastic toothbrush. But it was stupid. I felt so guilty, and I felt I was so hard on myself. So how could you? You're doing ev- you're doing so much. You're do- trying to do everything right, but you forgot your toothbrush. You know it's so important. And I had to use a plastic to- toothbrush. What I'm trying to say is, I felt I felt responsible, and I felt that I could have you know like planned better, or been more careful. But I, w- I but I wish. I wish that we all collectively did it. I wish we were we remembered generations later as, you know, the the people who talked about these things, had conversations with people who are unaware, mm. uh led by example, you know, you did things and you people saw and said, "Hey, this is this is not hard. I can do this too." And eventually it became a revolution of sorts. I want to be that person who used her voice for for a good reason, especially I feel like climate change that's something that gives me like i don't know moments of panic at mm. times when i try and explain to my you know staff at work like they don't understand what a plastic spoon does they mm. don't understand like they'll order something for me and they'll they say they'll say use this 
and I said no I said I try to explain in in Canada I try to explain to them why I cannot use it and they, they laugh it out they're like if you do all this ma'am living will be so difficult you'll be so hard you know it'll be very inconvenient but it, it gives me like great like discomfort just thinking of like how I'm not able to reach to them or make them understand why why am I not able to make them understand someone who used her position her her presence her image her whatever reputation or her voice as and use it for a good reason that is a lovely thing to do i think everybody strives to that and i think when you said the fact that um you're trying to explain to these people in karna about why a plastic spoon is so right. detrimental to the environment and they don't yeah. understand it i think predominantly as a actor on screen you're used to convincing people right you're used to telling people that my character feels sad now right so you should feel sad sure my character is angry now my character feels betrayed right so you should feel the same and mm. in all and you succeed mm. every time it comes mm. effortlessly for you but such a thing where you have to change a mindset right i think is ex- exceptionally hard yes absolutely be it for a kid that you might have tomorrow be it for um, somebody who's using a plastic spoon on set right or be it to a girl who's gone on a vacation and forgotten her toothbrush right I think that um these conversations even though immediately you might not see effect and you mm. probably will not in your lifetime. Right. I think somewhere you will make a difference whether it's in one person's life down the line. I can tell you that you've definitely had an effect on me. <laughs> which is why I really want you to ha- be on this. And I if that counts for anything, I will always remember the conversations that we have. Um or rather have had. And um I hope that uh, it leaves at least a little bit of your legacy. intact. Thank you. So thank you. <laughs> I want to end this with a little fun thing when you're trying to figure out which uh, generation that you came from. Good god. Let's uh see if you can recognize which sounds these are. Right. Okay? Are you the old generation or the young one? Come on, I'm the middle one. What's this? Uh. <laughs> I'm oh. playing it only once purposely. Oh, yeah, I win. Come on. I know this. You know this sound. I'm sure you know this sound. If you saw my screen, you know what I I'm, I was playing some purposely, which is why I'm Okay, I'll play one last time. Play. Okay? Oh, Nokia. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Nokia, of course. I didn't even have to play it. Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when does the sound come? When you turn on the phone or turn it Correct. off or something, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Next sound. Let's see if you recognize this. <laughs> this is a little hard. Yeah, this is a DD. Huh? DD in the morning. Yeah. Doordarshan. Doordarshan in the morning. The signature tune. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Very good. When this kicks in, oh god, how old are we? <laughs> And last, okay? I'm Such very surprised game. if um people guess this sound, but this one. You remember that one, right? I do, I do. You do? Yeah, your dad your dad used to uh, I'm assuming watch. Yeah. Yeah, one second. Here's the last one. Dude, this is the modem connecting or whatever. Oh, wow. What do you what was that word for it? Broadband before broadband. VSNL. VSNL. VSNL dial-up connection. Dial-up, dial-up connection. Yeah. Yes. 
माई गॉड एंड देन दिटल सिंबल ऑफ दस टू कंप्यूटर्स जिस ब्लिंकिंग एट द बॉटम राइट ओ नॉट बैड जनरेशन <laughs> 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 